Hello, everybody. You know what time it is. It's Psyche Experience Time! So, uh, Dan. What's up there, Lisa? You know, um, I heard that you did some research and, uh, kind of want to take the reins on this episode. Yeah, so I will be, um, guiding this episode, for lack of a better word, but, I don't know, most of the times you, you kind of do steer me when I or come off course. Um, but first, uh, we got some news for everybody. Yeah, that's true. This is the last episode that we have here in this studio. We're, uh, moving the studio, uh, not too far, we're still in Pennsylvania, still in the States. But, uh, yeah, we're upgrading, I think. Oh, hopefully. Yeah, oh, yeah I hope so, too. How do you feel about that? You, you feeling any kind of way about the move? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always stressful, but I'm kind of excited, especially now that it's literally tomorrow. That yes, we're moving yeah. to a new apartment, for those who don't know. So stu- stu- I prefer, you know, the we're stu- studio. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we'll also be living there, too. It's yes. not just a studio. <laughs> Um, so I think it's like exciting, a little bit stressful, you know, everything that comes with moving your belongings and all of that mahogany, if you will. But how yeah. are you feeling? How how pretty, is it on pretty you? Pretty good. I feel like my, you know, my body's in good shape for the physical move. Yeah. Uh, mentally, I don't think I'm too stressed out about it. I mean, it's something that I'm yeah. really excited uh, mm-hmm. to be with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's something that's very cool and something we've been talking about for a while and was kind of a, a no-brainer I, yeah. I feel like you know i actually not related to the move i wanted to ask you some things because yeah. um we did do the no sugar challenge we last did. month yeah. and this month we've kind of been a, a little bit more loosey-goosey with it since we've had so many birthdays yes but um this weekend especially it was your dad's birthday your mom's birthday today uh, tomorrow is my birthday yeah, just so a couple it's, hours yeah it's been like a string of three days or two days now where we've been kind yeah. of cheating how yeah. um I, I don't really like using the cheat maybe like indulging is a better yeah, word uh, maybe but here's sorry to interrupt is is that what you're asking no, that is was like my how, question yeah how are you doing how do you feel about that how's not, that not good you? so here here's my thing i feel sick and sluggish and mm-hmm. i feel like back quote unquote in the day just a couple months ago i'd have ice cream a whole like you know quart of ice cream yeah no questions i'd be fine but what I feel like is happening is my body isn't used to that, mm-hmm. and now I'm feeling sick and sluggish. I'm, I'm, I felt headaches. Um, it's taking longer to kind of get going in our workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this makes sense in the lens of addiction. So say if like you're yep. addicted to something, say if it's like a drug or an opiate, and you're clean from that for you know a couple months and then you go back and use how much you used to use that's very dangerous your body kind of goes into a shock you get sick you know you have to kind of build up a tolerance from what we're both experiencing Mm -hmm. and you know you have your own pancake syrup story yeah um our bodies are not used to having sugar like that um Mm -hmm. i'm still sticking to this lifestyles change of like i I don't want to you know just continue and just eat eat sugar till my body gets used to it again i don't want to go through that so after these birthdays it's very strict no sugar for me personally 
Um, I don't like the way I've been feeling uh, physically, just mentally kind of headachey mm-hmm. um, and sluggish. And I, I don't like it. I'm like, I want to go back to that. Yeah. Um, what about you, though? Like, do you want to share your pancake story? Yeah. And uh, right before that, he mentioned ice cream. Um, he mentioned that because we bought ice cream cakes. Yes, yeah, for uh, for his parents. Yeah, for my one parents. for his mom, one for his dad. Yeah. Um. So we've had some ice cream in that regard, and we also had a brownie with a caramel. Brownie, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so, so much sugar. Yeah. But um, my pancake story. So I think it was actually Friday morning, and I I don't know what came over me, but I like needed pancakes like i was just like i really want them i need them like i'm gonna have them so we went to a local diner um got pancakes and there was syrup and butter blah 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 so like while i was eating this i was like this is delicious like i love this i'm so happy like dan even mentioned i looked like i had like a bliss on my face or something. Yeah, we're so excited as you were eating the pancakes, yeah. Yeah, and as I was eating the pancakes, I was, like, in a completely euphoric state. I was so, it was just... syrup, and I was going to stop her. Like, we did the, you know, for the active listeners, they know we did the No Sugar Challenge, so, like, hey, this is now, you know, it's just fair game, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, it it was about two and a half months since I had sugar, really, besides, like, one or two things here or there like Mm -hmm. it it was like a complete shock to have a full meal and i looked it up and i ended up using two syrup packets that they give you for the pancakes um and one syrup packet had like 40 grams of sugar so i ended up having or 20 grams of sugar i think i think i had had a little 40 yeah so so think about that that's like you've gone about a month and a half mm -hmm. with no added sugar we're getting the sugar from fruits of course yeah and then from there you just like OD on the syrup. Well, the daily recommended amount for women, if I'm not mistaken, is 25 grams of sugar, about six teaspoons of uh, sugar a day, I think it equals out to. So I ate almost double the daily um, suggested amount of sugar in a day. Yeah. Especially coming off of a moment where I wasn't eating any sugar. Oh, well, any added sugars, I should say. So um, in the moment, like I said, I was happy. Probably a lot of brain neurons were firing yeah, saying like, yes, give me this more, give amazing. me more. Yeah, exactly. And about like probably halfway through the pancakes, my face started itching. You you had symptoms. Yeah, yeah you started. Almost right away. Um, actually, it's been every time I've eaten something sugary, even if I didn't realize it had sugar in it, my face starts itching, um, which is weird. And then my cheeks get rosy, um, which is weird for me considering I literally survived on sugar for the past like years pretty much my whole life Mm -hmm. but then after i got home maybe within a half an hour of eating this my stomach was in so much pain it was like a mix between i need to use the bathroom yeah you didn't you didn't throw up at all right you no but i felt like i needed to like i i like my body was like you need to purge this somehow and it was like i don't care how i'm gonna make you do it one way or another and i i was in and out of the bathroom like four or five times within like an hour yeah and, like, half of it was, like, nothing's coming out. I don't know what to do. I'm in so much pain. You just I, felt sick. I had, like, stomach cramps. I felt really sick. I felt really dehydrated, even though I was sipping on water. Like, it was just yeah. so bad. And I think you compared it a little bit to how people coming off of basic when they eat fast oh, food yeah. or something. Yeah, so this is something uh, I told Lisa. It's, like, when I was in the military and you go to basic training, 
uh, it's in the Air Force, it's basic, but people know this as quote-unquote boot camp, yeah. um, your strict diet to what they feed you. There's no, like, outside food. There's no, like, fast food. It's just, you know, at the chow hall, just, you know, mm-hmm. what they feed you, right? So after that, a lot of kids, like, after basic, the first thing they do is they run out and they try to grab uh, a Big Mac or something from McDonald's or fast food like a burger, cheeseburger, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they warn you, like, you guys can do that, but you're going to feel sick because your body's not used to that. So after eight weeks of basic training, mm-hmm. everyone went out and they got, like, some greasy cheeseburger or something. Absolutely right. Most people, if not all of all of us young kids, <laughs> did that and immediately felt sick. Some people reported the same things that you were going through, a lot of toilet time, yeah. uh, just a lot uh, of those symptoms. And that's why, because your body, you know, is, is pretty adaptable. It'll adapt to the foods that you're eating and consuming. Yeah. But if it gets shocked with the foods that we're not used to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what happened, I think, with your syrup-soaked pancakes. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really questionable. And honestly, it reaffirmed my, like, um, like idea and, like, my want to continue eating like this as a lifestyle because of yeah, that effect. And yeah. I feel like even after we had the sugar, even though we technically didn't have, like, a lot of sugar today and yesterday, but I do feel like it has significantly impacted our physical abilities. Like, tennis was so difficult to do. Yeah. Compared to like three days ago before we had these sugary meals. Exactly. I just, I, I don't know if it's in my head mm-hmm. or like a placebo, but I just, I felt heavier and sluggish. Yeah. Just after that ice cream and just after, after that sugar and brownies, even though it was like several hours. It just didn't feel the same. Um, And like I said, I don't know if that's in my head. Um, Like uh, for me, like, like you said, I agree. It confirms like, Hey, this is something that I kind of want to keep going. And that was kind of motivated by the no sugar challenge. Again, just a quick shout out for new listeners. If you want to go back and listen to the first episode or the first season, if you will, that's kind of what we talked about was um, restricting our diet to no added sugar. So um, yeah, I, th- I think that really sums it up for me is I want to kind of keep this going as like a lifestyle change. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. But, um, that was kind of a catch up on where we're at. I yeah. just wanted to talk about it a little bit. I thought it was interesting. A lot of cool yeah. stuff. Um, but you actually have a different topic completely yeah. prepped so for us. So it is a different topic, but you're going to be amazed at how I connect this, okay? Okay. This is going to come full circle, it's and it's going to connect to us working out and mm-hmm. uh, eating a healthy lifestyle, okay? Now, at work, right, we both have somewhat stressful jobs, I think. Burnout, okay? That's going to be the main topic for the next rest of the episode, okay? Okay. Uh, Everyone has experienced this. I promise you, if you listen, you can relate to this. You're at work. You don't give a shit anymore because what you're doing isn't recognized. Um, The boss doesn't understand or recognize all the work that you do Mm -hmm. for the job, for the company, what you're doing. Um, the work and sweat and thought that you're putting into it. So you're just exhausted and you start to feel depressed and you are just, you're tired of it. 
you're frustrated, you're maybe angry, you're thinking about quitting, you're looking up other jobs. Mm -hmm. What I'm describing is burnout, and that's going to be like our focus today. Mm -hmm. And that feeling is more than just that. This is like, you know, there's a lot of science that we're going to get into here. But first, uh, Lisa, do you have your seatbelt on over there? Because you better buckle up for this fun fact. Oh, okay. Hit it. All right. Hit the thing. Fun fact. Is that it? Yeah, that was it. (laughs) (laughs) I I hyped that up so much. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Oh, and folks, I haven't heard any of this, just so you know. I was too busy getting my stuff together to move. Packing up the studio. This is going to be new to me as it's going to be to you. Yeah, so the... Uh, burnout kind of theory came into like the science world. It's not something we made up, right? It mm. came up in the science world in 1974 by this bro, Herbert Freudenberger, my homie, Mr. Freudenberger. Right? Huh. Okay, so they started doing studies. It started in, in Germany and the UK, and mm-hmm. they found out similar things. This is very closely related to depression. Um, and it, it, like I said, it's, it's not just here in America in 2013 during a survey, this is mainly in the UK. They experienced that 30% of all workers and people, Mm. HR departments, uh, were able to say like this, um, this is something that they experience. I think now this is 2013. I think now that's probably pretty low. That's Mm. my take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to disagree. What, 30% is low? Oh, wait, no, I would have to agree. I thought you meant like there's a lower percentage no, now. No, no, I think then. 30% is low. Oh, Again, I agree with this, you. This yeah. study was in the UK. I'm having a, a thought that it's it's probably worse in America where their work hard attitude. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I got a couple questions for you. And then there's so much to get into here. Yeah. Questions for you. For you, uh-huh. whether you experience burnout now or you've had experience in the past, yeah. what does it like internally feel like? Like, how would you describe burnout? What you th- what you think it is? Um, well, like for me, I think it usually generates as just general apathy, um, kind of like I, I like I don't care attitude. Because I'm mm-hmm. usually when I work, I'm like I'm not annoying person at work that like everyone goes to because they know that like that per like she knows the answer yeah i'm like that annoying person that everyone's like geez i guess i have to ask her again. so you kind of want to be that person though right that's yeah, like it's like a it's something like to be proud a, of. it's like a hit or miss because like on one hand like your coworkers, your boss might be like wow you're doing a great job like here's the responsibility and then on the other hand you're like I'm still getting paid the same amount to do more. Uh, and I think okay. that kind of ties into what is you're saying. Is that in saying. the back of your mind? Is like, hey, like I'm getting the, I'm not getting financially rewarded for all the hard work that I'm doing. Yeah, like I mean, well, you know what I'm saying. And okay, yeah. I've actually, I think I read a study about this a week ago. I, I'm always perusing LinkedIn for like HR and like recruiting yeah, and stuff like job. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and one of the studies actually noted that if you keep um, putting more work on your high performers because they've shown that they're a high performer, you're going to burn them out it yes. because you're giving them more and more work to compensate for other people not doing their That's work. That's interesting. So yeah. you're almost going to burn out that high performer and yeah. cre- create a like their, their performance is going to drop. Yeah. 
So it's almost like, how do you reward that high performer from the research I've done? I'm going to back this oh, up. Oh, wait, wait. This. Before we go into oh, this. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I just want to say I'm not bragging about being a high performer at all. I'm not particular. I wouldn't say I'm a high performer, but I guess my manager might say different. But I do have maybe a, more responsibilities than other people in my role. Okay. Which on one hand is super cool because I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like I get to see so much of the business. But on yeah. the other hand, it's like sometimes there's a give and take and my manager's really cool. I'm always very honest with him and he always works with me. I just wanted to put that caveat <laughs> out before everyone's like, oh, whoever she works for, F that guy. Like, no, it's not <laughs> like that. Like they always work with me. We're really honest and we have those discourses, yeah. which helps with the burnout. And, and that's going to be the thing too. I think yeah. when it comes to burnout, um, and this is going off of your topic. I don't yeah. really place this on like people's individual bosses. No, right? not at all. A lot of this is kind of driven by just like needs and bosses don't know that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're just putting on more work because they could be desperate or, you know, maybe greedy. Um, it might be something implicit that they're doing. So yeah. um, for everyone listening, like it's not necessarily like, hey, go after your boss for this. No, it's, it's kind not of, like that at all. Yeah, it's more like educate yourself on burnout. Something that you could be feeling, hey, I'm depressed. Yeah. Look at the source. And if that source of that is your work. Um, actually, we're going to get into that now. What what the source of your depression could be. Yeah. That could be burnout because depression and burnout, mm-hmm. the more I'm looking into it, they're very, very closely connected. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on that or kind of... I actually think it's really interesting that we're talking about this right now because I, I quite literally last week had a conversation with my manager mm-hmm. about how I was starting to feel a little burnt out. Yeah, it's okay. it's very well timed, I think. Oh, okay, very yeah. well timed episode. Yeah. Um, kind of getting more to the definition of burnout. So yeah, if you yeah. live under a rock and you've never heard this before, burnout. What mm-hmm. the research says, a lot of this, all of this research came from the Association for Psychological Science. They they made a huge article on this, which was really good. I kind of dove into that. Yeah. Burnout is um, basically when the demands of your job outweighs or is more than your ability to cope with that stress Mm -hmm. now there's two things here there's one the demand of the job okay and there's also your all your own individual ability to cope with the stress yeah now when we're talking yeah so it's kind of that's it's not too complicated of equation no now when people are burnt out i don't like to say hey it's because you're weak Mm -hmm. you know or it's your boss's mean it is a little bit more complicated than that. And there it are, could also be not your job and not your boss, but that's just like an extra factor in there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. There th- it could be things that you're doing or yeah. it could also be, you know, your boss doesn't give a shit and he's pouring that on and on and on. Yeah. Or like your boss's boss, the, the company, there's a lot oh, like of... like a trickle down effect. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's something that I've kind of thought about too when I was reading about this. Yeah. Um, so anyway... Something that I want to get into, a lot of it just see is like a surface level. Mm-hmm. Something that I really want people to kind of take note of is it makes a physical change in your brain. This Ooh. isn't just like I'm burnt out, I'm feeling tired. I take a nap, you'll get over it. No, yeah. your brain makes long term physical changes. Mm-hmm. Just like okay, say if like your job requires you to like. You know, whether it's 
lift something up and like mm-hmm. put it down or the like, constant repetitive motion, you're going to get pain and you know, joint pain from that. And it's going to take a while to recover, you know, say if you're mm-hmm. lifting with your back, not properly, or say if you're like, I don't know, turning a knob or something, your wrist might be get sore. You might get carpal tunnel. Sure. Think of it the same way for burnout. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what I got. Um, your brain, I'm jumping around a little bit. So let me look at my notes. Your brain, okay, um, will start make, will start, um, will have weaker connections, specifically in the amygdala. I don't want to get it too much because I'm just going to nerd out in science. <laughs> your amygdala will swell up. Now, uh, to oversimplify your amygdala, it's emotion control, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now, it will, that will swell up. And what will also happen is there will be less connections, weaker net connections in general. Mm-hmm. And this isn't like an easy, like, oh, just plug it back in. These are long-term yeah. effects. Uh, the studies that they found of people who are experiencing burnout versus people who aren't experiencing burnout. Yeah. Um, so this isn't just like put a Band-Aid on it. Does that make yeah. sense? Am I explaining that? Okay. What, no, it, okay. it makes complete sense. And I, I think... For me, I, I mean, I don't know about you, and I'd love to hear how burnout kind of shows up for you and um, how you see it. But for me, when I get burnt out or really stressed out in general, I'll, I'll just kind of like lose memories. Like I'll go through the motions and mm-hmm. then I'll kind of like get conscious two weeks later and I go, oh, what did I do the last two weeks? Well, that is, is that kind of the same strain of thought there that your amygdala is swelling and like you're not making those connections like your memories aren't forming as strongly well, yeah absolutely so actually uh my specific note i have here is your cognitive function and your working memory will decrease there you go okay. with uh with burnout so that's exactly right that your memory will be more poor and something that I, in one of the studies, I actually made like people relax for a little bit and mm-hmm. made like a loud noise. People, yeah, I know. The, the <laughs> tests are sometimes really mean. Yeah, I love yeah. like tests like this uh, that they do. People have a stronger reaction to that noise who report burnout, and that's a stronger emotion response. So almost, mm-hmm. to me, it sounds like almost like a PTSD where they're on edge, they're anxious. Yeah. And their emotion control is harder, which that makes sense if your mm-hmm. amygdala is going to swell up and there's less connections there. Um, also, something that I thought I really want to focus on yeah. is with burnout, there's a huge decrease in creativity. <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a little dramatic. But to me, that was that was huge. Like, yeah. So adding work like more and more, once mm-hmm. you have that burnout stage, like yeah. one, your workers are going to either want to quit, find something else, or then they're going to be less productive, but they're also going to be less creative, meaning mm-hmm. they're not going to come up with new ways, better ways to get a task done. That's interesting. So what you're kind of saying is from the employer side, it kind of pays to make sure that your employees are doing well mentally Absolutely. and physically, I guess. So too. we talked about this before, okay, yeah. when it comes to there's going to be there's studies coming out now especially with like looking at the four-day work week yep people being more productive from what i'm seeing just doing this burnout research there might be some and there's stuff to that yeah there's definitely science that kind of backs that up 
you know now whether that can be do- done in a five-day work week i absolutely think so i absolutely think that yeah. that can be done and there's ways to do that and we'll get into that too um but when it comes to and this is my next question for you when it comes yeah. to like creativity sure um what's your take on having a very creative worker versus like somebody who just like hey i just show up and get the job done like if you had to employ them like you know do you care as yeah a, what? here's what my think? thing okay if somebody's showing up just to do their job and leave that's all you're gonna get for them they're gonna follow your status quo they're gonna do the bare minimum that they have to they might go a little bit above and beyond but not very much they're gonna come in do what they're supposed to do get out that's going to be their job. If you're mm-hmm. hiring someone who's creative or giving them some creative autonomy within the company, they're going to work for you harder, not just because you're giving them creative autonomy, but you've effectively said, I care about what you think, what you can bring to the table, and I respect what your experiences might add to my company that's mm-hmm. already here. It's kind of giving the worker their own chance to make a mark on the company, which I think is something that um, startups or small businesses do a great job at, generally. I don't work at all of them. But I feel like they give more people opportunity to create change and actually listen to different voices. So I think it's huge. Um, Like, you should always advocate for creativity within the workplace. Yeah. So you beat me to it. like, um, Because we're going to get into, like, how to, like change this and how to like you know ward off burnout autonomy is a huge way to kind of fight that because Mm -hmm. it gives a person like time to like okay let me be creative and think how can i um change this now what i would recommend isn't just like hey you have a project and you have to you come up with a new way you got you know an hour to do it I don't think that's really the the go to the way to go about it. I yeah. would like allocate just like, hey, you have like on this day, you're going to like just, yeah, just kind of clean up around the office. Like this is just kind of our day. If you can think of better ways mm-hmm. to implement that, good, because that autonomy, like you said, to make a lasting mark on yeah. the job, um, I think is important. And the people who are in it, if you kind of give them time yeah. um, to kind of focus on that, Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that'll Actually, that could be the solution. I have a really good example for this. Um, I worked at Vanguard, the investment company, and I was a call center rep. So mm-hmm. basically, well, I had a fancier title than that. <laughs> but um, basically, I just ripped phone calls eight hours a day unless I worked overtime, then more. So anyone who's worked in a call center, that's rough, especially when you're an introvert. <laughs> um, like I would leave that job and I'd literally spend like, couple minutes screaming in my car after every shift because I would just be so you know pent up um from having to be so social but I did not like that job uh, for obvious reasons and it had absolutely nothing to do with the company it had everything to do with my personality and the job Mm -hmm. so every day I'd come in and I'd be burnt out and I wouldn't want to be there and I was just like oh when do I get out of here but then Vanguard implemented uh, lean management, like lean um, 
systems. Do you know what Lean no, is? No, you're gonna have to describe that. Yeah. Basically, um, Vanguard did their own spin on it. They called it New Ways of Working, but it is like an actual like system where basically they empower the workers, the people who are doing the things on the front lines of whatever your company does, whether it's manufacturing, investments, whatever it is. And basically, the people that are doing that job every day create processes and different things that you can do to make it more effective. Mm-hmm. So basically what they would do is like, hey, like you specialize in adding bank accounts to this person's profile. For instance, example, they're like, you're really good at it. How about you and your buddy who's also good at it? You guys get together for an hour or two, try to find the best way to do this, the most effective way, and let's create a process that we can send out to the whole company. Mm-hmm. So they're like, here is your tools. This is different platforms you can create this tool on. You go for it, you get creative, you'll have a mentor that'll walk you through any steps that you might have, but it's on you too. You guys right. you guys are good. Your group is good. You okay. guys work on it. And even though I didn't like the job, it made working there easier. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they actually care. Do, do they care about me? I mean, there's like 20,000 people yeah. that work just in this location. Like, they want to hear how I do my job. This is so cool. Yeah. You know, it's... It, it gives you that little motivation, even if your job is like wearing you down. Yeah. Um, I think I might have a hot take for you. <gasps> a hot take? Hot take. What's okay. that hot take? So my hot take is for you, I'm going to mm-hmm. pose this for you. Would it be bad? Is there a limit to how creative you want your workers to be? What happens if they get too creative trying to take your job, trying to do something where they don't need your job anymore. I don't see how that's a bad thing. If, okay, I mean, maybe it's because I'm not, like, crazy high in an organization, (laughs) but I think that's great. If you can find a way to make somebody else's job easier or maybe null and void a whole job, that saves a company money. It saves people mm-hmm. money. Maybe you can re- re- relocate that person to a new department or have them focus on something else. Like I feel okay. like there's a lot of opportunities, and I don't think any innovation will really. So you're saying across the board, you want your workers to be creative. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're getting their job done, I don't want them to like slack on their job for creativity. Like, I Mm -hmm. want them to do what I initially set them out to do. Yeah, and then give them their creative freedoms if they can create a process, you know, whatever that is. But if they're not performing in the job that they're at now, then I don't have a need for them. I didn't hire them to be creative and focus on things that aren't related to what they're doing. You know, what if they're daydreaming? Like just sitting there like la di da di da I'm not yeah. gonna do my yeah. job. Yeah. Well then you have a performance conversation. Well, with them. you're wrong. Boom. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Daydreaming. Yeah, I, I set you up for failure. That Wait. was such a trick question. Day yeah, I know. I, that was me. I'm, that was mean. Daydreaming, okay. The research said daydreaming wards off stress, wards off burnout, and also improves creativity working memory and cognitive function um now do you want your you know workers just sitting there all day and daydreaming of course not they're going to do anything uh but uh the research is showing that just daydreaming which i love this topic i'm gonna nerd out on a little bit, mm-hmm. little bit is kind of similar to why we dream at night i mean obviously yeah. um, a lot of it is our unconscious minds 
um, being able just having the time to sort through that information and even if it's just like let me daydream about stuff that's stressing me out mm-hmm. a lot of that is just kind of you processing that mm. and we're seeing that burnout because you're constantly pushed on and on just like go further and further and you just don't have time yeah you need that time to digest it mentally sure that's um, what lunch is for Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's enough time though. It depends <laughs> on everyone. And again, everyone is different. So what yeah. might burn out one person could be, you know, fine. It depends on a personality. But yeah, um, I kind of want to end or really focus on this topic. Wait, I have a question oh, for ahead. you yes. on this topic. Okay. So you say um, daydreaming is good. So this is something that my company does now. Mm-hmm. And like they don't set a time limit. They don't give you like a specific metric for this or whatever they don't clock your time as long as you get your job done but they like when we first started they're like don't stare at your computer screen all day make sure you're getting up every little bit walk around get away from your screen look outside is Mm -hmm. that similar to daydreaming or is that like a different concept altogether Similar. so what i do have and i wrote this note down to nourish your uh nourish your body um Uh, so I, I wrote this down. Um, there's also a lot of science that it's kind of outside of this that I read in like other topics, parks, greenery, and more plants in the office huh. will actually help reduce your stress and that can help with uh, burnout. Uh, so definitely having stress or having plants, greenery, or, yeah. you know, definitely you want your employees getting up. That does help kind of for a different reason. Like okay. it is like go like go for a walk just sit down without your phone and just sit for a little bit Mm -hmm. be bored something that i'm kind of concerned about this is more this is another hot take you want to do it yeah okay all right yeah sure hot take i think what could be leading to burnout Mm -hmm. is like constantly being on your phone and you're not giving your own brain time to like daydream Go somewhere without a phone or newspaper or something to read and mm-hmm. just sit and be bored. Being bored for for this topic, for burnout, would be a good yeah. thing because you'll start to daydream and your mind will implicitly, subconsciously start to process out that information. Daydreaming here is a good thing. Yeah, It's kind of concerning to me personally that that's happening less and less because we always have a phone if somebody's sitting there and go to like a bar or restaurant or something when someone's by themselves or someone to go to the bathroom a lot of times you see them grab their phone pull it out and start going through you know the news or facebook or something that Mm -hmm. has me kind of concerned um i want people to be bored i want people to daydream yeah. That way they'll just kind of sit and, you know, a lot of people do this in the shower. Now, mm-hmm. I don't like uh, that shouldn't be the only time that this will happen. Like if you notice in the shower, you'll daydream. There's a meme going around the Internet like, oh, this is where I'll come up with that comeback or that, you know, that joke or yeah. like how I could have won that argument is in sure. the shower. Well, that's that's a good thing. That's your brain processing kind of what happened or the stress. Yeah. Um, that's what I do on my drive home and there. Every yes, time I'm alone in a car. Yeah. Yeah. That drive is huge too. Yeah. Like even if they drive, you just put on some background music. Yep. Daydream is good. Um, work that stuff out. That can help with your stressors. And if you let your mind wander, you'll probably notice it starts to go to those 
stressful situations and situations you failed at or you did miserably mm-hmm. on. I actually, uh, when I was going through grief, grief counseling, mm-hmm. I would daydream about having a counseling session with my counselor. Oh. And then I would tell her my problem, whatever problem I was having, and then mm-hmm. she would give me a response. I'd daydream about it, so obviously none of it was happening. But it made me feel like I genuinely just had a therapy session. That's... Yeah, that is that is there's science to that. There's something yeah. there, you know, think about that, like stressful thing you daydream about that, you know, there's progress there. That's you practicing the situation. And you'll notice, I bet a lot of people say they daydream and they have dreams about work and stressful situations. Yeah, Good. I want people to I want to encourage people to do that in their awake time as well. Um, just kind of make time. Take care of your body as well. And this is why you ready for full circle exercise mm-hmm. and eating right will help ward off burnout. Boom, full circle, push wow. the button. That's full circle. There isn't one there. there so isn't I, one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I actually, um, I, I do. Is that, is that cover most of the things you wanted to talk about? Or is there some more uh, information? No, that's, that's kind of most of it. I really wanted okay. to end on, uh, this note though. Like if you're burned out, please don't like, Oh, like, it's only a couple more years till I retire or I just want to push this through. This leads to serious, serious, like not only just mental health, but also leads to, um, you know, what was I going to say? Increased heart disease. Um, the stress that you carry on, like mm-hmm. will lead, it's directly connected to all of your, you know, body's health. You, yeah. Even if you're eating right and working out and you're still extremely stressed, you know, it's, uh, it's really extremely bad for your body. It's very bad for your heart. All the research that I did kept going back to heart disease and heart yeah. health issues. Um, but that'll increase you to, to want to look out for things that to cope with it. Yeah. Some of those are unhealthy. A lot of that will probably be sugar, poor eating habits, alcohol, alcohol. Absolutely. Sleeping around with people. Yeah. That's absolutely a stressor for you. Of course. And, uh, you know, if you want to get full circle, that's, a uh, that's something that you want to look at to live kind of healthier. Yeah. So I actually wanted to ask you some questions <gasps> now that we talked about it. Obviously, this was the first time I was hearing most of this information. Um, I did want to go back to one of the ma- main uh, first points that you made, how sometimes burnout isn't exactly what's happening in your job. It could be external things and your stress ability to handle yes. stress is just down. Yeah. Let's, let's pick this apart. I like this. Yeah. yeah so... When you first mentioned that, my first thing was, oh, the reason that I was starting to feel burnt out because I picked up some extra hours at work. And in that, for some, like, I don't know how this, like, worked out, but at the same exact day that, like, I started picking up more hours, one of my family members was in the hospital. Mm. So for me, it was like, oh, I could easily handle two extra hours uh, a day for four weeks. That's nothing. And then as soon as my family member went in the hospital, I was like, okay, I can't spend two extra hours a day working and then spend a couple hours in the hospital every day. Like, this is not, like, my stress threshold just plummeted. Right. So I just don't want people to think, like, my job is fine. I don't know why I feel this way. Sometimes it's not your job. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And something, too, that can really you know, fudge the numbers yeah. is like people's peers. So like, Oh, my peers say this is like a piece of cake and this yeah. job is easy. 
one, screw that person. They could be lying. Yeah. Two, like focus on yourself. There's a, a genetic component, a personality component here. Um, What's happening in your external life. Yes. it's That's where you need to take time to be mindful, which we talked about on previous yeah. episodes, to be mindful about what's going on and what is really stressing you out. The best way to do this, this is my advice, mm-hmm. and I touched on this, let yourself let your mind wander when it's right before you go to bed or when yep. you remember that dream or you're you know in the shower your mind will tend to drift if you really try to hit that pocket of relaxing right yeah so your mind will start to shift where does it go to it might go to past stressors um mine just kind of let you know about yeah. where i go for some reason and dreams that i have it goes back to basic training in the military yeah which you know i'm not gonna have to face again and for some reason also goes back to high school like i'll have Mm -hmm. dreams like i can't remember my locker combination or i can't remember my school schedule you know that's a relatively good thing it's doesn't really go to current work things it kind of goes to things way in the past that i've already done and that's that's kind of where i start analyzing kind of where i'm at yeah um does that make sense though yeah okay i just when you said that it like triggered me to think about where all of my daydreams go okay and it's like a really messed up place all right what do you got um this is the place this is a time and place for it yeah i mean if you're my coworker and you're listening to this it's cool i guess do you Um, want me to tell him to turn it off no if you're her coworker. You'll just see me in a different light. Maybe. I don't know. So um, whenever I get stressed out and I say daydreaming. You don't have to use names. There's no names. Okay. Um, So I will always daydream. And this has been at like every job I've ever had. It'll automatically go to somebody trying to like either rob the place or somehow get in the place. And I always end up at gunpoint. Every single time I daydream. And even when I go to sleep, if I hit that little pocket, you know, when you're like meditating and you're like right about a drift always goes Why to that. Is that? Um <laughs> Is that a possibility? Has that happened? Yeah. Well, I mean I've never been robbed at gunpoint. No, I mean like for the building where you work at oh i don't know why it's about the building, but I have had a gun pointed at me before. Okay, yeah. And like I guess I was okay because sometimes I forget this happened and then like whoever was there with me will be like, oh dude, that was crazy. Like can you believe that right. happened? And I was like no, I forgot, but that definitely explains why I keep thinking about it. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And that I would definitely describe as an implicit memory or kind of like something that's in your subconscious. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's super interesting. So it's not like yeah. <laughs> we're always fighting bugs in the studio. So not for long. Yeah. 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 Hopefully but- our new studio has less bugs. Um so that's super interesting to me. So it's kinda like your subconscious believing or thinking that this is a possibility yeah um i mean when it happened the place that i was at i didn't even think that it was possible like i didn't it didn't click with my mind when it was happening i was like why would this happen here like i would never expect this to happen here so maybe that's like the connection that my mind made is like i would never expect that to happen to my job and now my mind's like okay not expecting this scenario here yeah. we go. Let's see what happens. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. Maybe something that concerns me, and this is like just going off a tangent. We're no yeah. longer using <laughs> my notes anymore. Yeah. Um, in America, uh, dun, dun, dun. In, like I heard about this, they're doing 
quote unquote like um, school shooting drills. Have you heard about this? I think so. Okay, where like in schools, this is like elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools. Sure. A police department will come in. They'll tell kids like, okay, this is we're gonna practice this. What would happen if there's a school shooter, if there's somebody in the school with a gun? Mm. So what they'll do is they'll tell the kids, okay, you need to fight back, throw your stuff at the shooter. The cops will go in there with like a gun with blank rounds and shoot off the gun. It's very, very loud, obviously, but there's no rounds. They're not hurting the kids. And they tell the kids, okay, either run, you hide, or you fight back. This is a possibility. You got to train for this, okay? That's traumatizing. How yeah. bad are school shootings in America that this is something we're training <laughs> well, our kids? This is something that's kind of like it's in pockets, right? That's it happened in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, a couple this training of schools. or a... this training, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So um, here's my two cents on this. I think it's a terrible idea. Yeah. Without context, without kind of this conversation you're basically telling kids like hey this is probably this could happen you need to get ready for yeah. it like i think it's good intention i don't think good intentions but man it's it's going to be traumatizing like on the subconscious yeah like they're now thinking like hey this is a possibility like we got to get ready for this and there's n- no amount of training you know that is going to mentally prepare someone for for that yeah. horrendous situation but even like uh, even if you do train for it in a faux like scenario your fight or flight in the moment if it actually happens is not going to be like oh hold up i trained for this let me do this it, your fight or flight is going to do what your body thinks like you need to do in that moment yeah, even in the military it takes years of training for people to override the fight and flight and to yeah. like fight back and also in like so we did fire drills all the time you know what we did we calmly walked out of the school useless that that was it cool you know all right i i don't have a problem with the fire drills but we didn't do is light a room on fire and like okay this is where we're going to step over like burning bodies sorry that that's graphic but that's how like graphic some of these trainings are like i'm cool with like okay we meet up here and if there's a fire like this is how we do and we train for that but the level that some of these training things are 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 happening and these are these are kids like they don't their brains aren't fully formed yet and they don't understand these concepts that we're talking about here on the podcast yeah i was gonna say like as a kid somebody might tell you that's a blank or like these people are not here to hurt you but if i'm a kid and I hear like pow pow like a gun sound and I'm in school. Yeah. And I'm like told what to do. Like I I don't think I'd be able to disassociate like this is a training with wow, why does it sound so real? Why are these people here with faux guns in my face? Yeah. Like exactly. I would not And they might say that and might they might yeah. like recognize that, but that doesn't mean like they're fully gonna mentally, subconsciously, you know, process that and i'm not talking trash about the people who are coming up with this plan yeah you know they're it sounds like they're desperate and they're trying to you know solve a problem not you know that has plagued america more so than most if not all other countries you know uh, what would be interesting what's that if instead of doing this programs we looked at the active shooters that are happening seeing why they did it and then combating the the, the mental health and the 
Yeah. Then, like, com- and, what is it called? Um, combating the illness and not the symptom. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That's that's where I would go. Like, yeah. you know, this, I'm, I'm not, we can do a whole episode on like the psychology of like, school shootings and then oh, that sort of thing i mean it's not fun, it, it, but it's, I not, it's gonna be dark and intense yeah talking but, about it could be interesting um yeah we got on this from like burnout, burnout. <laughs> but yeah. that's okay like here on the psyche experience we are not afraid to uh wander off a little yeah. bit because daydreaming lisa yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please tell me is, is is good so uh, i actually wanted to ask you another question yeah. about burnout before we close yeah. this out i okay. know we're getting up there no, that's okay so my question is, let's say I've done the introspection. I I understand, like, you know, my burnout is coming from my job. There's yeah. just something off about my job. Either it's too much pressure, maybe the role I'm doing I'm not interested in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I realize it's my job because we talked about kind of combating that otherwise. But what can you do if you're like, it's my job's fault? Um, nothing yeah. external. What can they do that- to fix that or to that's, work with that that's a great question so recognition is the first step that this is my job mm-hmm. so think about why you're at your job like is it for a lot of people it's strictly because i need to feed kids i need to yep. i don't want to be homeless that's why i'm at this job okay mm-hmm. that might not be like that might be a good time to start looking for another job if that's why you're there yeah. or start looking for like education or certificate programs, trade school, whatever the case may be, yeah. something that closely matches to your passion. So something that we didn't get into, yeah. if you feel like your job is doing some kind of good or you feel like proud of your work, like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm a, uh, a carpenter and I'm really proud of this that I made yeah. you're likely to experience less burnout because you're you know you you feel more rewarded yeah. okay now what's interesting um, when it comes to burnout caregivers report the most burnout which is interesting teachers nurses and social workers were kind of yeah. on the top three um, which which makes it. sense yeah but Say if you're one of those people, right, mm-hmm. who are really experiencing burnout, one, like vacations aren't like they'll help, yeah, but not necessarily like are going to be the end all be all. Sure. Okay. So what you have to do is kind of look at that, see if you can kind of transfer, like just get a change, whether it's like a lateral transfer to like a different department or okay. something like that. That mm-hmm. could be another break, just kind of a change that's going to be making more productive work with new people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not as easy for everybody. Oh, just find a new job. Yeah. No, that's not an easy thing yeah, to that's, do. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. It's an easier said than done kind of thing. So you have mm-hmm. to recognize that. And then people will start to feel stuck. And that feeling mm-hmm. of stuck, that'll really, really hurt, uh, really hurt people with anxiety, depression, uh, in, in general. Yeah. Uh, so, so a couple ways to, is kind of like one, recognize that, see where it's coming from. Yeah. If you see if it is just your boss saying this mm-hmm. or is the company's demands, yeah. like once you start to dig deeper into that, and have an understanding um maybe it is that you're one of those people who wants to be an overachiever kind of pull back on that like 
this is what's required of me. I'm just going to do this for a little bit. I can't do all these extra things. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. And also, maybe just once you recognize it yourself, let other people know. Like, hey, I'm burnt out. This is what burnout is to me. I'm mm-hmm. I'm depressed right now. I'm really struggling with burnout. Um, yeah. Let it be known that, you know, the, those can be the very beginning steps to working on it. So something that I do want to end on with this question is it is reversible. And those are the, you know, physiological effects like the amygdala and the disconnection. It is it does should be reversible mm-hmm. but just know that this some of this damage could be permanent if you just let it go on long enough and you dig deeper and deeper into depression yeah. that you know i want everyone out there to look at that and realize just like you know an arm injury or arthritis or pain in your back or your wrist whatever the case may be the same exact philosophy should go into your mental health yeah no i think that's a great note and like you mentioned don't be afraid to talk to your manager. Yeah. Don't be afraid to talk to your significant other, to your mom, mm-hmm. to somebody in your life and just say, these are the facts. This is where I'm at. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I don't know what it is. Can you talk it out and with me? And that could be the beginning stages of process, processing this. Yeah. 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 And I think this is a great topic. Like I mentioned, I literally just talked to my boss about this and I was like, hey, listen, I'm burnt out. This is, I've done self, like I'm, um, thinking about myself this is what i think is causing it can we pull back a little bit on certain things and i mean i'm really lucky that all of my bosses have been very like awesome i can't even complain about any one of my bosses um but he was like thank you so much for letting me know like i'm really happy that you talked to me let's work on this together so sometimes bosses will surprise you being honest with them and not always some bosses can be kind of dicks um but just don't be afraid to reach out for help. But that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. And I was another thing too. You could you might find yourself on common ground with your boss. Your boss yeah. might be like, "Yeah, I'm burnt out too." And that could be like, "Oh, okay, we're we're in this together." Mm-hmm. You know, there's more people on your side who are equally burnt out. And especially like for the caregivers out there, and this is kind of my understanding of why that they're in that you know field if you're a caregiver you're not paid a whole lot you're doing that because you want to you're doing that because you have a calling to help other people yeah okay so they feel like they want to stay there (laughs) lisa stop fighting bugs (laughs) i'll stop just keep talking so they feel like they want to stay there and, and like just tough it out because they're you know like doing some good in the caregiving role, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times people could take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So really reach out, come to like an agreement with other people. And then that's where I think the serious change can, can happen. Can Mm -hmm. can very at least start to happen. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good place to end is do some internal thinking. Yeah. Reach out for help. Leave your phone at home. Daydream. Take a break from the screen. Daydream. Yeah. And, you know, just Mm -hmm. have a good time. You know, it's life. You only get to live once. Only get one shot at it. (laughs) One opportunity. Oh, no. (laughs) Mom's spaghetti. All right, stop. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, with that note, no, Lisa, you the best. You the best. Lisa, for our active listeners who want to get more involved, maybe ask us some questions or have uh, comments or concerns, how could they uh, reach out to us? 
Oh, Daniel, I'm so glad you asked that question. Well, it's rather simple. Check us out at facebook.com, Psyche Experience, obviously. Send us an email directly, psycheexperiencepodcast at gmail.com, or check us out on the Instagrams or Twitters. Yeah. Thank check you. Check us out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, thank you, Dan. You've been wonderful. <laughs> this has been the Psyche Experience. Dun, dun, dun.